Do you hit August Falcha to the Black Case Diaries? We heard that we had some Irish listeners, so I thought I'd throw some Irish into the intro. This is Robin. Whoa. It's Misha Robin. I'm here with what? Marcy. Marcy. Uh, Adam, I guess. And <laughs> yeah, your name is probably still Adam in oh, Irish. Oh, well, okay, good. Um, I'm just guessing. I don't know. I don't think they forced you to change your name. No. Ah, good. Yeah. Your name is probably not Marcy, though. Probably not. Yeah. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Um, I'm just kidding. Welcome back to the Black Case Diaries. This week's episode is very special to me. Um, these two aren't really very excited about it, but we're try <laughs> we're gonna try. <laughs> you- All right. <laughs> we we love these episodes. I'm gonna Come I'm gonna on. tell you to cut that out, will ya? <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, we are going to talk about one of my favorite shows ever. It was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid, and all of my siblings watched it together and I mean, I think every photo or video of us watching TV and looking like we care is us <laughs> watching the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are you guys familiar with the, with the I show? I think I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah. What about you, Adam? Yes. Yeah. If anyone out there is not familiar with the show, um, it Get was a... familiar. Ch- <laughs> yeah. It was a children's horror anthology series in the 90s. Um, so it was kind of like Tales from the Crypt, but for kids. Um, and, you know, kind of like how all that was SNL for kids is like, you know, Nickelodeon had that kind of, you know, it's this, but children kind of programming. And it was very scary. <laughs> and- like, yeah, you wouldn't, <laughs> if you didn't know it was for kids, <laughs> then you might think it's not for kids. Well, and what's funny about it is that when I was a kid, I remember it, this is such a strange situation when it comes to this TV show, because I do not like scary things. I'm not a fan yeah. of horror. I don't really watch a lot of scary movies because they terrify me. And I don't like being terrified. But this show always walked a, a fine line between scary and, you know, not scary. It's that, like that kind of mysterious yeah. hint at scary things that you want to know what's going to happen next right. or that kind of I never had any nightmares from watching this show. It didn't. Um, and again, I, I'm afraid of shadows. Like, I, seriously, like, I'm, I'm so easy to scare. And this show, I when I was a kid, I just, it was really entertaining. And there were episodes where it was like, yes, like, this is spooky. But once the lights came on after the episode was over, once it was time for bed, everything was fine. I wasn't afraid of everything that I saw. It probably helped that it was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, so that as soon as they went to a commercial, they're like, we'll be right back. <laughs> or, mm-hmm. or, you know, it, it, you yeah. know, the lights came on not only in the room, but in, in mood, you know, it was like, yeah. we're going to not be scary for a minute. Well, it was kind of, uh, it was kind of like, um, I remember we have the VHS tapes that we all tape. We taped off TV. My parents taped them all off TV so we could watch them. And if you watch them now, you see the commercials. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Love it. they're really they're really cool to watch now back then it was like oh let's skip let's cut out the commercials but there any uh, uh there any phloem commercials uh no no there aren't any oh, damn. or g o o o z e goose there's no more goose <laughs> oh, um man. but we, there are some like crazy pencil commercials and some oh. skittle commercials and puppy crazy. in my pocket they're as cute as can be you know so <laughs> <laughs> man 90s toys <laughs> yeah it 
It was kind of rough, actually, because my sister, my younger sister, Becky, really wanted puppy in her pocket. But by the time she watched those tapes that, you know, the show wasn't really airing because the show aired (laughs) the season. It was season five was in like the year she was born. So um, so like the toys weren't like a thing anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But she, you know, bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, when I became older uh, in high school, I started showing it to my friends, Marcy and Adam. Yeah. Are two of my friends. I actually do have more than two. It's hard to believe. But... <laughs> you come with a lot of the audience. <laughs> I'm kidding. Marcy, you've been awfully quiet. <laughs> I have. I'm just listening to you know the awesomeness that you know. Marcy's you guys a little are tired out. today. I'm a little tired. Yeah. I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, when you guys are listening to this, things will be a little different. But right now, we're in the middle of a polar vortex in the Midwest. So, oh yes, we're we're a little drow- drowsy and a little cold and. It's supposed to be super cold tomorrow. We're so excited for that. Yeah, but it's not as cold as it is in Minnesota. So everyone just uh, Illinois. So you know we're we're a little lucky. So we're gonna bundle up and talk about spooky things. Oh yeah, Yeah. this is the perfect time to gather around the candle. (laughs) (laughs) Since we don't have a fireplace. If I may make a SpongeBob reference, let's gather around the candle and And sing sing our our candle candle song. song. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, we're singing a lot in this episode. Oh, oops. Um, oh man. Anyway, <laughs> this one's a musical. <laughs> um. So I think the first thing that we're gonna do, uh, there, there is a little bit of crossover. We are, we do want to talk about uh, television because we're also a television podcast. Yes. So that is why we picked this topic for this week. But also, uh, they're going to make this into a movie. Um, the screenwriter for this movie is the same screenwriter they're using for uh, it part two. I believe it's the same one for the first 2017 it. Um, and they've been, in, he, he's written a few other things too. Um, some stuff that people seem to not like very oh much. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And some stuff. So it's, it could be very yeah. good. Could be very yeah, bad. It could be, you know, it could be, it could be tough. Um, I guess we'll see how it part two goes. Right. Um, his, uh, you know, he has said that he wants to write, a story. It wants it to be an original story told by the Midnight Society. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also wants it to be spooky. He says that fe- he thinks fear is healthy for children. Mm-hmm. He wants it to be a spooky movie. He wants to actually kind of, you know, keep the darkness and the scariness from the show. So, hopefully we can expect something pretty pretty spooky, but not too spooky yeah. uh, from the film. What do you guys think it'll be rated? PG-13? Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's not going to be rated R. Oh, yeah, definitely not R. You, um, don't, you don't think it's just going to be PG, though? No way. I if don't. They, if they want it to be scary, yeah, you know, a little bit. I don't think it will be PG, ju- I mean, just because the people going to see it are not going to be kids. Mm. True. Uh, and I think they might say, like, oh, hell, or something like that once or twice. Yeah. So they might they might yeah. have to. Um, it won't drop any F-bombs, I don't think, right. but... Uh, well, PG thirteen allows for one one f bomb. One, you get one. Mm, yep, that's so. true. Mm-hmm. Is it is it supposed to be all Canadian actors? Oh my gosh, I'd love oh, that. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Being that it was a Canadian show, it was right. a Canadian television show. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I'm going to ask these guys what what are some of your favorite episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, let's Ooh. see. One of one that I one that I jumped to 
every time is one that we watch pretty much every year mm-hmm. um the midnight ride oh yeah um based on the story of sleepy hollow and the ichabod crane and the headless horseman um but it takes place at a high school <laughs> a high school <laughs> halloween party and he happens to dress up as as ichabod crane in sleepy hollow yeah yeah oh yeah th- true, true and so and so does his girlfriend oh well, not girlfriend sorry but, uh, the I girl mean, he has a crush on the girl yeah. he has a crush on who obviously likes him back because she's with a jock who's just a total punk <laughs> well she's not with him she, though yeah she well, had okay. just true, broken true. up with him the, he thinks that <laughs> can you tell we've seen this episode a few times? <laughs> he thinks that they're together and he kind of treats yeah. treats her like he he still owns her but anyway right, that's yeah. not the point um owns her <laughs> What else? How else would you describe it? I mean, that's the way he acts. He acts yeah. like he criticizing you, Adam. Oh, oh. <laughs> the way the way it, it made it. Never mind. I was criticizing the fictional character. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. an asshole. Obviously, he, he totally yes. is. Um, <laughs> but obviously, it, it it it's almost a you know almost a one one for one retelling of the the tale. You know, the story of Ichabod, who's the new the new schoolmaster in the story but in this he's just the new kid at school um yeah. and the jock is um what's his name in the brombones brombones I, I was thinking mm. like bronson something like that <laughs> bronson isn't that the paper towels <laughs> no brawny <laughs> is the paper towels anyway um i it has that same name but the jock is essentially him uh telling the story and like you know and he's like oh, i don't believe it <laughs> right but, but then tries to uh, make it real dress up as a the headless horseman and whatnot yeah um that's a that's one of my favorites it's, it's that's a really classic. good episode yeah. it's mm-hmm. told by tucker i think that's tucker's first ever story um when he's being like initiated oh right when group. right yeah so um, yeah for those of you who don't know or haven't watched the show the midnight society is is a group of kids who every you know However often they do it, I guess we'd say once a week or something like that. I think it is once a week. Yeah, yeah. they they get together in a secret location um, mm-hmm. and tell spooky stories to each other. Um, but in order to become a member, you have to submit a story and be approved. Essentially, you right. know, you you don't get to know where the meeting spot is or anything. They blindfold you and, and bring and bring you there so that you. If you don't get in, then you don't. It's kind of like it. a like an early '90s version of a podcast. Mm. Yeah, we, we gather yeah. once a week, right, guys? Yes, mm-hmm. we do. We we tell our stories. <laughs> so far, nobody's gotten into our podcasts uh, other than us three. <laughs> yeah, people. We've, we're gonna blindfold every people guest. People continue to try, <laughs> <laughs> including including if my husband's a guest, we'll just yeah. blindfold him as we bring him across the hall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, I think that I think it was his first story, and he was almost immediately, um, right? Like they were like, "Yep, you're in right away." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's such yep. a good story. Yep. Only once, I think, from in the first five seasons of the show, did they ever go, "Ah, oh, we're not so sure about that story. Try again next week." <laughs> Which one like was that? Point. Do you happen to remember? It's the grungy kid. Oh yeah, uh, remember with him the, with the real greasy hair? Yes, I hated him when I was a kid. <laughs> oh god, he told. Um, didn't he tell Dead Man's Float? Or am I making that up? No. Um, he told... I think he he might have told Dead Man's Float. I actually... The first one that he took told was the Water Demons. 
It was the mm-hmm. tale of the water demons, and uh. that was uh, yeah, that was uh, the episode where this old man had had was a grave robber from old ships and kept all of this old treasure. And at right, night, right. the spirits of all the people he robbed come to his house and try to get their stuff back. Yeah, try to drag him down into the deep and. <laughs> Uh, and they were like, eh, don't really like that. And so then I think, I believe he came back with the Ghastly Grinner. So, oh, the Ghastly Grinner. That's another mm, That's another favorite one. One of the creepiest looking uh, <laughs> uh, villains, <laughs> you know, in the whole show even. My sister dressed up as him once and god damn, like, so she used to do the makeup and it was so good. Yeah. That's such a, I mean, such a great costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have. What's one of your favorites, Mars? So creepy. Um, I would say probably we we watched Laughing in the Dark a couple of times. Mm-hmm. That one was quite mm-hmm. enjoyable about this yeah. clown that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I say enjoyable, but also kind of pretty freaky. Um, <laughs> about this clown who uh, supposedly burned in a fire, and so. Um, That's not funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about the JonTron. Keep going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Shout out. <laughs> and so they make this fun house um, around. Well, he. It, he right. They they built the fun house first and he died in a fire. He died in a fire. In the fun From house. From the fun house. Oh, yeah, rebuilt that's right. It. Yeah, they rebuilt it. <laughs> There's or did like, you remember why the, the, the there, place burnt down? <laughs> um, there's this part in the funhouse. There's like this dragon that blows unnecessary fire, oh, and I yeah. remember the fir- like the first time I watched that as like an adult, I was like, "Oh my god! Like that's that's hazardous! Like that kid was inches away from fire." And then we watched the Jontron, and he mm-hmm. said exactly the same, same thing. thing and yeah. That's why I, like, hey, I, think... I couldn't breathe when I was watching that episode of Jontron. That mm-hmm. was the first episode. Side side note: that was the first episode of Jontron I ever showed you, and that was like I boom, could not took breathe. Took off. I was. <laughs> we had to pause had, it so many times. I had no idea you would be you, you would like it that much. Anyway, I mean, who puts fire in a in a funhouse that already burned right. down once? <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> And this is a show that's really fun to watch when you're an adult to it, and because you see <laughs> how it wasn't perfect, um, <laughs> but it's still you love it so much. Yeah, and it's, and and to to hop back for a second to Dead Man's Float, we mentioned it earlier. Um, that's another one of my favorite episodes, um, solely because of the the creature or whatever you call Ooh, it. Yes, the you know the zombie man. <laughs> The, the makeup and costume yeah. was so good. Like, so believable. Like, you know, from, you know, just as good as any uh, high budget Hollywood movie, you know, like that mm-hmm. thing was mm-hmm. terrifying. That was a really good costume. Yeah, it's it, the episode's pretty simple about a uh, a school that had a a pool built onto it, like a, a high school with a with a pool that they've blocked off. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they stopped using it. Right, it was built on a <laughs> on a Native American burial ground. Classic. I mean, as um, you do. How else are you going to get right. these freaky things that come and kill people? I know people? Marcy's told me that she likes that episode a lot, too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. That's a great one. one. That's a good one. I also like Locker 22. Um, oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Just I don't know, just because the fact that she has this locker that um, kind of transports her into this past time mm-hmm. and she ends up 
I mean, spoilers, guys, obviously, throughout this whole thing. But she ends up <laughs> saving this other this other girl from years ago um, just by, you know, figuring things out. and, and Yeah. Yeah. So that, to me, is pretty cool. There was, like, a chemistry explosion. And exactly. She, yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Robin? What are some of your favorites? Oh, well... I didn't really like the show that much. I just wanted you guys to <laughs> made us talk about it. Wow. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, when I was growing up, I think our staples were the long ago locket, mm. which is a story that Sam tells. She, um, Sam is Gary's love interest. Gary is the leader of the Midnight Society. Some some background um, for you guys. Non-canon. Um, no, they're they're like, she's his love interest in the show. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Um. And and they get married. That's not canon. Get, but yeah, that's right. That's our canon. Trying to get, yeah, get they get married for sure. But anyway, so <laughs> so Sam tells a story, uh, and it stars Will Friedle from Boy Meets World. So right Woo-hoo. off the bat, it's a winner. Yeah, um, and it's about a young boy who uh, was crossing through the woods on his way to school, and somehow he like walked through this time portal. And was transported back to Revolutionary War times. Runs into this Minuteman who's desperately trying to find his way to a town to tell this woman that he loves him. She's about, uh, that she that he loves her, and um, she's about to marry somebody she doesn't love. And you, you get it. And um, mm-hmm. and he just keeps coming back um, through the woods, and he keeps running into him. And you know he's escaping redcoats, and you know eventually at some point he tries to where he has to save the guy's life. Because uh, he's about to be executed, and he finds that out in a history book. He reads a history book, and you know, yeah, the the guy he's running into yeah. actually existed. Um, you know, there's a story of him not making it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically changes the history book, right? Yeah. And I think that's something about these stories that really appealed to kids. It was like, <laughs> you know, this magical idea, but rooted in history, and yeah. you know, like maybe these things could actually happen to us. And maybe we have enough control that we can actually change outcomes of things. And it's something that kids kind of crave right. this control. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's kind of a, you know, th- I remember watching those episodes and being like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. I'm, this is so cool. And, you know, I wanted to come up with stories just like that. I remember um, The Dangerous Soup was my dad's favorite. <laughs> so we watched that one a lot. <laughs> um the Dangerous Soup is an episode featuring Dr. Vink. Who, who's who's Dr. Vink? I don't, yeah. I don't recognize that name. <laughs> Dr. Vink with a v v v. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> he is this old guy that's not a nutbag. And he <laughs> has... Uh, he basically shows up in all these different episodes. Mm-hmm. All the stories that are... Well, stories that are told by Frank, who's one of the members of the Midnight Society. And Dr. Vink kind of appears. He's really mystical. He's always doing something different and everything. And he's really <laughs> ambiguous. It's really hard to tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. And you don't really know. Yeah, it's never really explained. He yeah, he's just there. And he's like, I mean, he's a master chef. And he mm-hmm. keeps hands in jars. And <laughs> he... He works at the amusement park. Yeah. yeah. And yep. um, though that's not officially Dr. Vink. Mm, but true. Um, <laughs> it may as well be though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, 
you know, he has all these different roles and he's really cool. Uh, he's such a really cool character. Uh, <laughs> but there's an episode where he has a statue that traps your fear, turns it into elixir, you put it in soup, and it's super delicious and everybody wants it. Mm, right. Yeah. Easy. It knows what scares you. That's what he <laughs> says to all the people in the small room. But anyway, yeah, so he basically tortures his employees. So, you know, basically the there. story of any old restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, food service <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> it's this episode. Sounds yeah. like work in general. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one of the episodes, I have a, we have a little bit of a list here just to keep track. Um, one of these other ones that we haven't mentioned I yet. I don't. Um, doing this from memory, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Wow. Well. I'm just teasing. I'm sorry. I uh-huh. Love I love Let me you just guys. get up out of here. Let me <laughs> just go ahead and... No, no, please don't go. I love you. You're my only friend. <laughs> oh, she admitted it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyway, one of the ones that we haven't mentioned yet here... Um, uh, bookish babysitter oh yeah and mm. that one i remember seeing and was like like on one hand you're like that would be really cool and on the other <laughs> hand it's like why are you doing this <laughs> you know she um because because if i remember correctly she has all these books yeah in her bag mm-hmm. and she's a babysitter right classic and uh and then she she as she reads them they start happening kind of yeah so mm-hmm. um uh the kid that she's watching doesn't want to read you know right. classic child yes and uh, she just starts to get him to start reading the books and something that happens is the books are kind of magical once he begins to read them the books start to become real and because he doesn't finish them the stories are unfinished and so the characters and the stories are lingering in the house and mm-hmm. he needs to find a way to defeat them, mm-hmm. basically. And they start kind of mixing together, you know, mm-hmm. like she has a bunch of books, but all of the, I don't know, bad guys or whatever mm-hmm. from each one kind of start meshing together where it doesn't make sense anymore. So he, right. can't, he can't just go and finish those books. Especially, that's not how it yeah, works she, anymore. She, like one of the bad guys burns the books too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, so that one, that one's pretty wacky mm-hmm. as well. That's a good one. Um, I think the scariest one when I was a kid, the one, the one that we were like, all right, this one's scary, uh, was <laughs> The Tale of Midnight Madness. Mm-hmm. It's another Dr. Vink episode. And this is the episode where the theater is failing. It's an old, yes, yeah, historical theater. They've only got the two Rialto. employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've only got two employees, and they're desperately trying to save the theater. Dr. Vink shows up with this super creepy, weird vampire film that somehow starts drawing in all of these audiences. And once Dr. Vink's film starts drawing those audiences, he wants them to continue to play his movies. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. He he's doing this free of charge. He just wants them to yeah. show his movies. Right. And the, the manager of the, of the Rialto, who's an idiot... Uh, is like, no, no, we can get major films in here now. We're not going to give up Friday nights to you. And, you know, because that would be bad for business, even though obviously his films are great for business because everybody wants to see them. And they this, saved the theater in the first place. This makes no sense at all. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Dr. Vink gets pissed and his weird demon movie uh, comes to life and the vampire legit walks out of the screen... And starts terrorizing 
the staff at the movie. But like, but like in the creepiest way possible, like slowly. Yeah. Yeah. He's a a Nosferatu vampire. Yeah. And and he just starts, you know, that creepy just following you. You're, you're, he's not, he's not running after you to catch you, but he's just constantly after you. Right, because he knows he'll catch you. Yeah. And like, that's why, you know, like when, like, (laughs) when do villains no, no longer run to pursue you? When they know that you're trapped. Yes. I mean, that's, you know, and yeah. if something is after you and they aren't running, that's bad. That's really bad because that means that they know they will get you. So. Uh, remember, this is a kid's show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dead Man's fun. Float has a death in the beginning, like whatever. Oops. <laughs> Don't talk about you know. it. I don't want to talk about talk it. Talk about it. Talk um, about it. <laughs> but then another one that I think is like, um, it's not necessarily super scary as the as the episode progresses, but then it ends on a note where it's like, oh, God. Um, uh, note was a good word to use. I didn't do it intentionally. Uh, the dark music. Um, that- where where they, the, this family moves into the, a new house that they were left by an uncle they've never heard of. Of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally normal. And, and the son, he's... Everyone seems to be an asshole to him, including his family. Yeah, they're not great. I mean, well, yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, his sister for sure is mm-hmm. just an asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because. I mean, honestly, but, isn't that what sisters are for? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, sisters. Um, yeah, Adam has two beautiful, wonderful sisters. Yes, yeah. yes. Yep. <laughs> um, and I am a sister to many, many siblings. So yes, yes. I have some sisters too. We all, we all have sisters. Yes, <laughs> lovely. Anyway, um, so he has to do chores and stuff in the basement. Um, and there's an old radio down there, and he turns it on, and you know, music starts playing, and then yeah. one of the doors opens, and crazy things happen, and and then. Um, he runs upstairs and the radio falls off and the door closes, right? So mm-hmm. as the audience, we're like, we correlated almost immediately. Um, plus the name of the episode helps. <laughs> um, but you know, he he realizes that there's like a, a basically a demon in the closet, um, that comes out when you play music. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Meanwhile, there's a bully who's just picking on him all the time, knocks him off his bike. and he ch- Isn't it the same episode he chucks his bike into the street and a truck yeah, runs over Yeah, street cleaner uh, oh comes, goes over it, yeah. Ugh. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if I want to spoil the whole episode. You guys should probably go watch it. But um, but the ending is like, holy crap. There are a few scenes in that episode that are pretty freaky. Yeah. Um, And I think the thing about the dark music... <laughs> too <clears throat> a lot of those episodes actually revolved around music too and music was like kind of a big mm-hmm. component like there's another one you know where they move into a house there's an old jukebox it plays music like this is like kind mm-hmm. of a you know i've learned uh growing up that if i'm ever suddenly left a house by an estranged relative that any electronics that they left behind maybe i shouldn't touch um <laughs> is what i learned from are you afraid of the dark yep <laughs> important life lessons really <laughs> yeah so um but th- yeah that one is that is a really interesting because it's an old episode too it's mm-hmm. not 
real early. Yeah, it's not from the later seasons. My, I think my favorite seasons were like season three, like three and four, maybe mm-hmm. two, three, four. This was my, my favorite. Um, and I think that we kind of talked about some of the scariest episodes. There is one, I think, in season five called The Night Shift. And this is an episode that I knew when I was a kid. I was like, okay, so this is this is like an, a later episode. So like as you know, as the show went on, I kind of wasn't as into it <laughs> um, over time. But this was an episode though that was pretty damn good. Um, there's a vampire. Now we say vampire, but I'm pretty sure it was more like a wraith. If you guys are familiar yeah. with your mythical monsters, mm-hmm. um, because it does suck the life force out of things. Um, turns them kind of into zombies, though. It doesn't, not like a vampire where it just kills them. This kind of right. turns them into zombies. Uh, um, and also, it's not like pale, it's green. It's got like a green face mm-hmm. and like a fucked up nose. And, you know, it's got like, it's just like a ghoulish face, essentially. Yeah. And it's like posing as this candy striper in a hospital. And during the night shift, it drains the, all of the life energy out of all the people that work there. Yep. And it's a hospital, so the, these people are already drained enough. Um, <laughs> Helping all these other what a, patients. What a bad yeah. choice. For, yeah. I mean, oh really, like, pick, pick a place where people are, like, upbeat, you know? Yeah. Like, go mm-hmm. to Starbucks or something. Where, anyway. Upbeat at Starbucks. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> they got coffee, at least. I mean, yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, I don't know. Like, just a place that's not right, the hospital. Right, anywhere else, where yeah. people aren't working, you know, 15-hour yeah. shifts. <laughs> anywhere <Yeah>. else. <laughs> um, but anyway... Uh, so it's Dream the Life Force, and this character, the main character of the episode, she's volunteering, and she finds out, like, ah, oh, cool, this creepy, uh, ghoulish wraith thing is, uh... Doing some bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a part, there's a part in the episode where it is holding her by the collar mm-hmm. over the ledge of the building. Oh, my god! And it says, like, I'm going to drop you and lick up what's left. Like, that... Kids show <laughs> makes perfect television for kids. Absolutely, hands down. Oh god, well those were the days, right, guys? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Adam didn't watch this when he was a kid. No. Um, if you got, if you've ever seen, look up the intro. Just it's on YouTube. Look up um, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" intro. It's terrifying, and I couldn't. <laughs> As soon as it would come on, I'd have to, um, I'd have to turn away from the, from the, or I'd have to change the channel. It's not happening. So I never, <laughs> so I never made it past the intro. I mean, who's to, who would know that, you know, if I ever made it past, maybe the, sh- and I got to the show, maybe I'd be like, well, pff, this is great, but yeah, I couldn't make it the past intro the intro is actually much scarier than the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say we always thought that when I was a kid, I always thought the intro spooked me a lot more. Um, the, like the old... Um, the oldest seasons, like the very beginning, actually, this is like a fun fact. Um, they started with a door instead of the match. You guys are the, like mm. the classic match yes. beginning. Um, you know how the Twilight Zone used to have the door? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, that's what they did in the beginning of the first, the very beginning uh, episodes of Are You the Dark? Because it was the Twilight Zone. But, but like for, for kids. For kids and for like a new age. Um, so it was just kind of kind of cool. Yeah, That's I, didn't, why I, I didn't know that. In Futurama, like they're and they're making fun of yeah the scary door, the scary do, so, do the scary do, <laughs> scary do, scary Sc- scary do. I thought it was scary do. Oh, in sync, everybody. That's what it is. 
bye, bye, bye. No. <laughs> Did not mean for it to go that way. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did they edit the uh the the match yeah. into the DVDs? They must have. I they I think they did uh, because I have seen um episode versions of of the older like the older episodes with the door at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. Did they ever explain why they got rid of the door? Was it like copyright issues type I don't stuff know. or they wanted their the own match, kind of thing? The match looked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I've okay. seen both. Um, and the match looks so much better because the door, they kind of tried like this computer generated, uh, okay. early nineties computer yeah. generation. Just top, top of the line. And they're right. like, let's just do something we can actually do for real. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 da. Perfect. Per- okay. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the best. The best. I, mean, I love that intro. I mean, it's memorable. Yes. Like, so good. You know, yeah. Yeah. N- nothing else like it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we've talked about our favorite episodes. we talked about some spooky episodes. Ooh. I'm sure everybody out there listening has <laughs> an episode that scared the crap out of them. Mm-hmm. Like the Quicksilver episode where that demon comes out of the wall and Tatiana Ali gets killed and <laughs> has a twin sister. And the episode, what? Yeah, the episode with the oh, Tia and Tamara Maori where one of them's a fucking lizard. And oh, you find her god about that one. At the end that the... <laughs> You find out at the end that they she sprayed water on the wrong one. Yeah, so oh. uh, and the one with with the the guy at the bowling alley who was already dead. Oh spoilers. Well, I didn't say what it was. I mean, I already <laughs> said spoilers. Whatever you said. Come on now. You said one of them was a lizard. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. I mean, and honestly, yeah. So there are all kinds of the lonely ghost with the deaf girl that gets trapped in the in the closet and God, that's just oh such gosh. a sad episode. Or one of our mm-hmm. favorites. Where he goes into that computer game. <gasps> the, oh virus. God, the virus. The oh. virus. And the sliding up the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to watch you the episode. You want to talk about feats in special effects, man. <laughs> like, that is top of the line. Have you ever seen this one? I don't think I have. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Adam, we have he slides up the railing. Oh, you got to see it. Wow, oh that sounds gosh. great. I don't I mean, even remember what the episode it's, Oh, it's just called the virus, I correct? mean, yeah. he slid down the railing, and then they hit rewind. I mean, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, Love it. But like, <laughs> it's like Ren and Stimpy, yeah. where they slide up the fire pole. <laughs> it's, dude, you got to watch it. This episode, okay. that episode is so funny. Okay. It's not supposed to be, but damn. Is that a later like, season? Is that a later it's season? It's season four. Okay. So, but it is, oh my, the renegade virus is what it's called. Ooh, ah, the renegade virus. Yeah, and it's, it's good. so funny. Check it out, when, man. What, is it the same? I was, when I was doing a little bit of research for this episode, I, I did right. come across that one and it, they had like a like a plug yep. in their hand. Yes. Is it yes. the same one? Okay. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Ugh. That uh, is it. Yeah. His like hand <laughs> turns into a plug, and he's like, "Let me plug into your." <laughs> oh. <laughs> you take me to dinner first. I think. <laughs> that's not what he says, but that's essentially <laughs> but what that's, you get. Yeah. That's what you get from the feeling of the, right. <laughs> the scene. Anyway, so uh, the movie's coming out in October of this year. We will go see it. Absolutely. Obviously, yes. Um, we'll tell you if we're disappointed. I probably will be, but I'm sure that it'll be fine. We we should do an episode on it. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we definitely. But will. But until then, we were thinking of maybe thinking of how you know 
how the movie might go about, you know, representing the show. Maybe we thought of, like, if we could talk about what we think the movie should be about. Some ideas. If we have some ideas about that kind of thing. Here's the truth, everybody. We tried to come up with a movie plot. And, uh... (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) But... Uh, we do have some ideas that we think might be might be fun. Um, I years ago I had an idea for an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie. I had no idea that they were gonna try to make the show into a movie at the time, so I was like, you know, kind of hoping that they would. And I'm so glad they're gonna do that. And I hope that it really ignites a love for the mo- for the show for younger kids. And you know, maybe some parents now will show it to their kids because it's available on DVD. Um, so you can actually watch the older seasons. So, uh, quick speaking of the DVDs though, yeah. the cases are awesome. They all look like books. Yeah. So they're, they're like super cool all lined up with each other anyway. No, they're, they're oh, yeah. great. And, um, it is one of my like all time favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were thinking if there was a movie that if, if we were writing the movie, how would we do it? Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that we would do it so that it was, it would just be like a story that the Midnight Society is telling? Because that's what it sounds like the movie is going to be. Is that? What um, do you guys think about that idea? I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. Um, maybe it could be something like, you know, an anniversary. Oh, okay. Event of the Midnight Society where mm-hmm. some parents come back or something like that. If I, I, I gotta say, because I was looking up when the show actually aired, and one of the dates that I found was October 31st, 1990. I'm going to look into that a little more, because I don't think it came to the U.S. until, like, 91 or 92. Mm. Um, but <clears throat> that, uh, like, that October 31st, 1990, October 31st, 2020 would be 30 years. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be sweet. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't think it's... A bad thing for it to just be almost an extended episode. You know, yeah. they start out with the fire and they throw the stuff on it to light right. it up and all that stuff. Um, but I think, I think if we if you wanted it to be more a little bit more mainstream, try to try to reach a broader audience. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you, you might want to have it happen, kind of quote unquote, in real life. Mm -hmm. you know yeah well the one thing that i like the the benefits and the like the good things and the bad things about that idea is that one good thing about making it the format of an episode shows any audience member that didn't watch the show what the show was like and Mm -hmm. that's a really good idea because maybe they'll like watch the show right maybe it'll be popular maybe nickelodeon will reboot the show (laughs) i could see it happening but like the downside to it, like if, um, like I'm sorry, the downside to doing, uh, like something that happens in the real world with like the original characters, you know, Gary and Sam and mm-hmm. Frank. The the downside to that is it's kind of it's a little uh, niche, niche, niche. Yeah, is that, it's niche. a little targeted mm-hmm. um, to the people that watched the show. True. So people watching, like um, I would love that though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, oh I, yeah, I feel like I deserve that movie, I but. Guess... <laughs> I guess the the debate is the the two sides of the coin. I guess are do you want it to show you what the show is like, 
mm-hmm. like be a, a long episode and that's what the show is like. Yeah. Or the other side of that is, do you want the movie to be to pay homage to the entire show? Because, like, if you take the Goosebumps movie for example, right. that it will inevitably be compared to. Yeah. That was kind mm-hmm. of paying homage to the entire Goosebumps franchise, right? Yeah. Kind of had a little bit of everything thrown in, and it was happening, quote unquote, in real life. Right. Um, so, do you want that? Obviously, you don't want to copy Goosebumps, but no. Um, the other option is to, you know, basically be another episode of the show. And, and neither of them, I think, are bad ideas. You just have to, you just have to do them right. The the difference, though, is that the Goosebumps series is more accessible to children today because it's a book series. True. Um, and Are You Afraid of the Dark is a 90s tel- television show that not everybody has access to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was much better than the Goosebumps show, oh, by the God, way. So much better. <laughs> I mean, the acting wasn't always good, but like, it was I mean, better. Goosebumps it was probably like never good. <laughs> mm. um, anyway. But anyway, yeah. So I would love a movie where we saw these old characters, Gary and Sam and Frank and, right. you know, Dr. Vink and Sardo. I I would really like if, there, you know, the, a movie had those characters in it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I get it. <laughs> like, I, I understand. Like, it's not, that's something that, like, fans of the show are going to want and not... Uh, people who aren't familiar with the show right a mainstream audience is gonna want something um contained within itself that you can watch and appreciate on its own yeah but if i was writing this movie (laughs) totally different it'd be totally different it'd be Mm -hmm. like all these references little uh you know a sprinkle of this and a dash of that um from the original show so we kind of put something together uh, Marcy, do you want to talk yeah. about it? <laughs> I guess. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm mean. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You're just calling me out here, right? I just you look spot. bored. <laughs> no, no, I was just listening. I'm interested. I'm interested. No, so we got we got our old friend Gary. We'd, we'd want to invite him back, right? <laughs> old friend Gary. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys want to take over from there? Right. We got Gary. <laughs> right. But, oh, all right. Um, okay, so we were thinking maybe uh, this would take place in 2020 right. and close to the 30th anniversary of when Gary became president of the Midnight Society. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. we were trying to think of an idea that is not too goosebumpy, so the stories don't like come to life uh, necessarily like they do in the goosebumps. Right. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, we're attempting to come up with something that would feel the same, almost, you know, could lend itself to a few things from the show, like a couple references, like Dr. Bink coming in or something like that. But um, obviously we don't want everything to just spill out and be like, oh, all of the episodes are here. Um, so we were thinking that Gary has a son and a daughter um, with Samantha Apparently. Obviously. I, I mean, mean, who else? We don't know any other. <laughs> Gary There's never meets else. any other women over the course of his life. Yeah. Well, that's a rough life. <laughs> um, Sam's pretty cool, so it's Yeah, I was about to yeah, say, are you dissing Sam? <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I just like getting your goats about it, because you guys are so into the idea. I mean, we're um, I mean, 
but so they have they have a couple of kids and we we thought it might be interesting we start out where um on a dark and stormy evening uh the the son wakes up from a nightmare and basically tells Gary about it and it's one of his uh one of his tales of the from the midnight society it's a story that he told at one point and he's like how the how the heck did you I've never told you that story. Mm-hmm. Like, how did, you know, where did that come from? And it's kind of weirding him out. And then the next day, um, Frank pays a visit with, we mentioned the uh, the the dangerous soup. Yeah. And he, he comes with a statue that looks exactly like the one from the story. And he's a little freaked out. And it's like, oh, okay, this is getting, this right. is getting strange. This and- coincidences are... Right, you so, know. like, over the course of, like, the next couple of days, right. it's kind of like they're starting to notice these really weird callbacks to these stories that they used to tell, and they can't really explain where all this stuff is coming from, but it, it, it continuously comes to them through their kids. Um, you know, like, Frank's daughter brought that home from school. She doesn't know where it came from. It was just in her backpack. Um, you know, Gary's kids are waking up from these dreams. Right. Um, you know, so could throw in some other ones, but um Right. This is kinda like uh, you know, they're not really saying anything. It's the kids um right. that are kind of and the kids don't even know about it because uh the Midnight Society has since disbanded because mm-hmm. over time the neighborhood I guess, you know, it's it p- parents aren't as keen on kids going out in the woods in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um and, Some kids not just not interested, right? And the neighborhood's grown up a little bit. Yeah. It's mostly older people now, maybe not as many children. It, yeah, a combination of things basically yeah. led to the Midnight Society um, disbanding. Yeah, and um, what we kind of settled on maybe <laughs> was that when these kids are telling their stories in the in the woods, uh, there is a a spirit in the woods that was kind of uh, feeding off of the stories. Like a, a spirit that, yeah, either is feeding off of the stories or or enjoying, just simply enjoying listening to the stories or um, being satiated by the stories. Mm-hmm. Like some, you know, needs these kinds of things to, right. to remain docile and or something like as that. As these things are happening, um, as the stories are being told, the spirit is like, kind of protecting the kids in the forest yeah so every time the kids go out there nothing really something bad happens like, to them something like an ex- in exchange for these stories or the spirit of these stories uh it offers protection of the forest these kids and maybe the neighborhood at large yeah um so yeah. so obviously when when they stop when the midnight society is no more um you know the spirit's not happy about it no <laughs> And, you know, from then on, um, you know, strange things kind of start to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And it's almost as if the spirit is trying to lure them back into the woods to start telling these stories again by, you know, kind of contacting them through their children because their children are the ones with open minds and mm-hmm. they're the ones that will, you know, be more... Right. Be, be likely to tell the that, stories. Right. That's the, the goal would be to get all of the children back around the campfire and... Start the Midnight Society again, right? Or else the spirit might, you know, die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 couldn't really <laughs> settle. We couldn't settle on what would happen. Maybe if you have any ideas, put them in the comments. 
Um, but we couldn't settle on whether the, maybe the spirit um, starts to wither away and maybe along with that the forest starts to wither or maybe an, an, you know it starts to turn and, and start to cause issues start right. to mm-hmm. start to become, become evil yeah, yeah. maybe the woods are now dangerous for children whenever somebody wanders in there um they keep them captive right you know hoping people hoping that it will tell them stories but really it's just like a terrified person right exactly <laughs> it, the spirit doesn't know the difference yeah so so it just keeps people in there like oh you are what will yeah help this because that's what was here before but it you know it doesn't work so yeah people start disappearing in the forest or or something like that um, right. Obviously causing issues and kind of creating a mystery as, you know, are these linked? Is, is something going on? Because we keep seeing, you know, things from our stories that we told around a campfire in that very forest. Right. And then people are going missing in the same place. And I, and it's like something's going on. And I feel that there'd be some kind of climactic scene where they all venture back out into the woods. And yeah. They're faced with all of these terrifying things that... Mm-hmm. You know, that they created themselves yeah. when they were children. And, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of uh, have to find a way to get I, past them. And I know. almost picture it like they, they're they out there and things are, you know, maybe they're not real, but they're seeing them. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, obviously horrifying because the show's terrifying. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and like the, the screenwriter said, he wanted it to be scary, right? Right. I mean, obviously not terrifying and, like, R-rated, but... Um, you know, things are, things are scary and they're happening. And as they get closer to where the Midnight Society met, um, it gets worse and worse, but then they maybe, I'm just pulling this out now. I, maybe they light the campfire and it, and it all just like, yeah, cause it like gets pushed back. I mean, maybe not gone cause I haven't told any stories yet, but right. it gets pushed back and they're like, uh Oh, so, so that, you know, maybe we're onto something here and they all. They mm-hmm. maybe throw some of that stuff on it, and, <laughs> and I mean, get and, to it. and you know, it doesn't have to be the most complicated thing yeah. in the world, too. I mean, the episodes are very simple, um, and just something that calls back the original characters, and mm-hmm. you know, I'd like a, I'd like a, a look at Doctor Vink. You know, he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah, why he not, sure is. Why not have him? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe if you if we want to try to keep it away from being too much of a nostalgia movie mm-hmm. and a callback movie, we could have. You know, we mentioned Gary and the parents and all them. Right. They could be they could be parents of these kids and kind of maybe get involved, but maybe kind of shrug it off. Like how those yeah. are just stories. Yeah, like whatever. And then Where, the kids but are the, the kids are different. the ones who the spirit is contacting. Mm-hmm. The kids are the ones who are believing this stuff and actually seeing this stuff. Right. So then maybe the kids have to take it, you know, one of those movies that we all like, love very much are, you know, the Sandlot or, or mm-hmm. Stand By Me where it's, or the Goonies where it's like a kid adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or an adventure starring kids is what I, I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it could become one of those where where the kids have to to take care of this stuff because the adults are just they're beyond it. Yeah, that would give that you, nice cameos. Not that they, not that you can't save the parents, like you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, save them from their adultness. Um, right. But after the kids take care of it, they explain it more, and then maybe bring the parents back, and then you know, because we want to have Gary and the rest of the <laughs> Midnight Society like 
remember it and be cool. Right. Because that, that would be the nostalgia that well, you really want. I would want. hope that it would kind of end after everything's okay with, like, Gary bringing, like, the kids to the place and being like, okay, so, you know, I've never shown you guys this before. But, yeah. you know, this is this is what I used to do. And this mm-hmm. was my life. And, you know, I was really, you know, I had, I met really good people. And this is how I met your mom. And, and then we, you know. And then, and then how it ends before they cr- roll credits is they all sit down and the fire's on, lit and then he just goes, you know, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. <sighs> and then yeah. that just, uh... and then the smoke goes up and then that's, that's where the credits start rolling. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, How do you pick me like that? Yeah. Now like the, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so now like it, you know, the kids or maybe, you know, maybe too, like, it's, you know, Gary or, kind of wrote some of this stuff off a little bit. Like, yeah. you know, these things aren't really happening, whatever. And the kids are kind of eavesdropping and being like, uh, you know, <laughs> like maybe it is, right. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and that's when, you know, they, maybe they call them him into it too. And right, like, right. Dad, please tell us, tell us, tell us these stories. Yeah. Like, what's, you what know, is, what do these mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and so then like he can kind of be there for that part, but then the rest it's like, right. You know. Let the kids handle it. Yeah. Because obviously, the like we said before, the end goal would be to have the kids restart the Midnight Society. And the parents yeah. aren't really meant to be involved. Right. So. No, they're not. So once, you know, say by the end And of now the, the movie, parents realize that this, the forest is safe for the kids because there's the spirit that's like watching right. over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of our initial pitch. <laughs> um I mean, it's hard it's work, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and obviously, it could it could use some refining? Like, like I said, we haven't settled on what exactly causes issues in the right. in the forest or or around the neighborhood. But this is, I mean, this is it's just like a fun little thing we were trying to think mm-hmm. of. Like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe we would if we wanted to make this movie. How would we make this movie? Yeah. And what what would we put in it? And how mm-hmm. would we? I mean, it's just basically this is just like an episode. You know, yeah. something spooky happens. We figure out why. We do the thing to stop it. It stops the end. Like they're all that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that's I think that's solid enough to hold an entire movie. Um, yeah. But you just have to. You you gotta you know you gotta get it to an hour and a half or so without padding mm-hmm. it. You know you don't want to have a ten minute scene of them just running from something. <laughs> I mean, but or, there will be. Well, yeah, of course, but. <laughs> You, you get what I'm trying the to say. The Nosferatu vampire is like deaf. I true. mean, he deaf has to show yeah, up. True, but but you get what I'm trying to say. Like they don't, you don't want to pad it out with just useless, scary things, right? Mm-hmm. You want it to all make sense within the story. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a balance that you have to find, as well as you know how nostalgic do you want to go versus how right. how new and um, you know drawing in a, a more broad audience. Right, and you're talking about like the parents writing things off and the kids going on the adventure. It kind of reminds me of it a little bit. Oh yeah, you know too, and <laughs> so that's interesting. And, and a little bit of and a little bit of um, series of unfortunate events. The, the oh, yeah. Nickelodeon movie, um, you know, where the the adults aren't really listening. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. kind of whatever. You're you're a kid, what but do if you any know? adult, I feel like if any adult would listen to this, it'd be Gary. Yeah, mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, so that's, that's our episode about, are you afraid of the dark? I guess we probably consider this another case closed. So thank you for listening (laughs) to the Black Case Diaries. Uh, 
Did well, I do me, something wrong? No, no, no. I just want to ask you guys before we before we uh, stop. Are you guys afraid of the dark? Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Oh my god. Me too. Frank <laughs> is too in the show. Like that's yeah. she's I mean, the one that's afraid of the dark. The dark's pretty spooky. The absence of light. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was terrified of ghosts. I still am. But I was really scared when I was a kid, and my mm-hmm. brother told me that ghosts were allergic to light. Mm. So, uh, ah, there you go. that, uh, yeah, that made me really scared of the dark. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they could just be in it. Yeah, so I mean, to... he just made that up, but still. <laughs> like, mm. I mean, you know, it's just like a primal thing now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, so that's all I wanted to ask you. That's all right. Continue yeah. with what you were going to say. Um, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Case Diaries. We have a blog at blackcasediaries.wordpress.com. We put extra info there and links. You can listen to the episode from there also. And you can comment or like or whatever. Don't do anything. We don't care. I mean, we do, but... It's fine. Um, we, care. we care a lot. Yeah, we do. We, we actually, we really do care. Please. please. Somebody. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we also have Podbean, uh, com. You can listen there. And um, we also have an Instagram, if you want to like us or follow us on Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash podcast. And we have a Facebook page. A Facebook page. I don't know what that other you are. I think it's like, just like... Black Ace Diaries. If you just yeah, look up Black Ace Diaries us. on Facebook. I'm sure you'll find it. Yeah. Um, actually, what we ought to do, um, we'll tweet it. We have a Twitter, yeah, at Black Case Diary. We'll tweet the Facebook link um, right. there, so check it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I think that's we've covered all the social media. Sure yeah. have. Right. You can find us on Stitcher for free, or iTunes, or Spotify, or Spotify. Yes. Google Podcasts. Yes. So yep. about anywhere you get your and podcast. If now. there's if there's a place you want to you want to hear us and we're not there, just let us know and we'll we'll get there. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, Garth Mayed to all the people in Ireland, and um, and uh, good day to the <laughs> to the people in Australia. The, the, the one listed in Australia that we got that was pretty <laughs> sweet too. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty exciting stuff. <sighs> Anyway, for and, people uh, who've never left America, this mm-hmm. is that's pretty. Well, wait, Adam, have you left nope, America? No, I haven't. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Thanks, see guys. you later from America. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>